Hey everyone, welcome back to the Westbridge Church Podcast. To learn more about Westbridge Church, including our service times, visit us online at westbridgedanville.com. This week's message comes from Pastor John McDougall, and we hope it encourages you to take your next step in your faith journey. Good morning, church family. I hope you're doing well today. I am so thankful that we are one day closer to worshiping back together. The, uh, I'm wearing this shirt as a visual reminder of the unexpected blessings that are popping up all over the place. Have you noticed, even amidst the challenging situations that we're navigating each day, God is providing little blessings along the way. And on Wednesday night, I noticed a brown bag hanging from our front door. I opened it up to find this shirt, two others, and a note from the Speckman family, Jason and Rachel. And they noticed that my preaching wardrobe was limited to Butler and were kind enough to expand the wardrobe with the Notre Dame shirt for me and for Wes and for Tyson. Well, I thought, when am I going to wear this? And today was perfect in that we were planning to do our video shoot here on the basketball court because the truth of today is a call to action. The truth that we're going to look at is really a call to, to say, hey, it is go time as we follow Christ in a very practical and, and specific way. Over the past couple of weeks, we've narrowed our, really the, the truth of the text down to one word. And just to review quickly, as we follow Christ through this trying time, last week we looked at the word persevere. And the, uh, the idea was Hebrews 12, 1 and 2 were called to throw off the sin that, that would tangle us up, throw off the weight, and then to look to Christ. So we're throwing things off, we're, we're looking to Christ as we follow Him and, and persevere. Interesting, this is our theme verse for our church family through the month of April. And so we're memorizing Hebrews chapter 12, 1 and 2, need to see God's timing in that. The week before that, we looked at praise. And this was a call to, to really live a life of praise, even through trying times, as God is worthy of that, what he's, who He is, what He's done, what He's promised. But also, praise is a pathway out of anxiety. Well, today's one word is a call to action. Someone has said, the two most important days of your life are the one in which you are born and the one in which you understand why. And as followers of Jesus, we could add to Mark Twain's thought, there's one more most important day, and that's the day that we are reborn through faith in Jesus Christ. As we come to faith in Jesus, we awaken to the reality that, that we exist not just for these short years here on earth, but we have a purpose that's even greater than, than what we exist, than a life here. It's an eternal purpose. Our text today helps us clarify what this is and then actually step into that purpose and live it out today and, and into this week. So would you join me in Hebrews chapter 13, verses 15 and 16? We'll begin verse 15 reads through Jesus. Pausing right here. Through Jesus 
two words that are really igniters to, to worship. And really all that, that we have, all that we enjoy, all the blessings, the possibility to persevere, really the reasons we have to praise are through Jesus. He says, through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise. The fruit of lips that openly profess his name. And here on the last page of this letter, we are called into our primary vocation, which is to live a life of praise. And don't you love the way the, the writer says it? It's the way that we can praise God. It's through Jesus. But through him, we are to offer to God a, a sacrifice of praise that's continual. And I love that idea that it's the fruit of lips that, that profess the name of Jesus. We, we put our trust, our faith in Jesus as our Savior. We follow Him as our Lord. And as we do, the fruit will be praise. And it's just a continual praising Him for who He is, what He's done, and what He's promised to us. Through Jesus, the, really the message of Hebrews is that we have access to the living God. And we come to Him not fearfully, we come to Him reverently and in all of who He is, but we come as children dearly loved by Him, confident that, that He welcomes us into His presence as, a, as our Heavenly Father and is faithful to meet our needs as we um, share our, our heart with Him. And so through Jesus, let us offer to God a sacrifice of praise. May I encourage you to, to just take these two words and let them be a worship, worship igniter for you. But we must read on. The, uh, our primary focus will be on verse 16. As he says, through Jesus, do not forget to do good and to share with others, for with such sacrifices, God is pleased. And so the big idea of, of the, this text and today is let's do some good. This is where we, our love for God metabolizes into action plays out in our life. God desires the praise of our lips, but he also desires really our life and as we live our life to live it in a way that brings him glory. This is where we join God in his redemptive work as his ambassadors, as we share the hope that we have in Christ. And this is where we answer the call of our Lord in Matthew 5, where he said, let your light shine before the world. You're the light of the world. So let your light shine so that others may see your good deeds and glorify the Father in heaven. Did you notice how the, the writer says, and do not forget to do good and to share with, with others. And I can't help but think he's, he's uh, pointing to that reality in us that when we're facing a tough time, a trying situation or pain, it's easy to become myopic where, where our focus really is on our own survival, our own well-being, our own good, and, and we can lose sight of, of doing good for those around us. But here God is reminding us as followers of Jesus, regardless of the circumstance, remember to do good and to share what he's given us with those around us. And so the big idea today is let's do some good. Let's do some good, which raises the question, how? How, how do we do this? What, what's it 
especially in a time that we're in like, like this where um, we feel our own weakness, our own instability at times. We feel our own needs and um, we're overwhelmed by the needs around us. How do we do good even when the normal ways of doing good may be shut down and initially where we seem limited in, in how we can do good? Well, the good news, God has a word for us today. And it's a, it comes in the form of a prayer, a blessing that, that is prayed over us that we can actually pray for our own life, but also pray for those around us as we seek to support and encourage each other in our life mission. Running with our basketball theme today, I'll, uh, we'll, we'll call this a triple threat prayer. Now, if you have ever been on Bobby Delamarter's basketball team, one of our Westbridge coaches here, you know what the triple threat is. It's when Anytime you, you receive the basketball, you, you get into this position because there's three threats that, that come out of this. You can either shoot, you can pass, or you can drive to the bucket. Triple threat. Well, we're going to call this the triple threat prayer. As we wake up to each new day, God gives us the opportunity to, to go be do. This is the posture that, that, that we can live in. And in this prayer, we discover three realities that position us to do the good that God calls us to do. And so the first, we'll go ahead and read, read through the prayer and then we'll break it down. It's Hebrews chapter 13, verses 20 and 21. He says, now may the God of peace. And you could pause right there and just circle that phrase and Spend some time worshiping the God of peace. Our God, as he describes himself, is a God who ended the war we started. He made peace possible through Christ. And it's a peace we have with him, a peace we have with each other as he makes us one. And it's a peace we can have internally as we rest in his, his presence with us. He says, now may the God of peace, who through the blood of the eternal covenant, he's looking to the cross, his love poured out to us through Christ, which makes it possible for us to enter into this eternal covenant, which is the new covenant, brought back from the dead, our Lord Jesus. Here he's just pointing to the resurrection and the victory over death. And he describes our Lord this way, the great shepherd of the sheep. The only time this, this phrase, great shepherd, is used in the Bible. And I don't you love the reality that we have a great shepherd and the fact is we're sheep as much as we'd like to be some other um, if we were a team some other mascot a, a lion a bear a tiger something strong and powerful we're sheep aren't we but we have a great shepherd and he says now may the God of peace may he verse 21 equip you with everything good for doing his will and may he work in us what is pleasing to him through Jesus Christ. There's the phrase again, through Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. So how do we do the good that God calls us to do? Reality one is by his power. And we'll use the, the letters B-H-P to help us Help us remember this. We see this in the, the phrase in this text, may God equip you with everything good for doing his will. What an encouragement to know that it is God equipping us 
We, we are equipped by God through his power to do, and, and he says, with everything good for doing his will. Everything you will need to go out and do the good that he's going to call you to do today. He takes responsibility for equipping us. And so as we go, this is a prayer that we can pray as we wake up to a new day full of challenges to just think BHP, BHP, by his power I go. And we pray that, Lord, as I go into this day, I go by your power. You guys, we are the living fulfillment of Acts 1.8. Remember when Jesus told his disciples, stay in Jerusalem until you've received the gift of the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit comes, you will receive power to be my witnesses here in Jerusalem, Judea, and all throughout the world. We're living this out. And I hope you sense that, live in that, and step into that reality as you set out to do the good that God's uniquely created you to do. You know, it's comforting to me, even when I'm feeling weak and feeling uh, less than the tasks before me to know that that does not limit God's power. He is still equipping me for, for all that I need as I set out to, to do good. So first, BHP. Second, reality two is it's with his love. We use the letters W-H-L. So we go by his power, we go with his love. And we see this in the second part of verse 21 where he says, and may he work in us what is pleasing to him. Here he's praying that, that God would do his transforming work in us, changing us as he's promised to do. And what is God's primary work in each one of our hearts? He's doing many things, but if you could sum it up into one thing, Galatians chapter 5, the first fruit of the Spirit, we see it in Colossians chapter 3 where he says it's the virtue that binds all the other virtues together. He's creating agape. He's creating his love in us as we seek to cooperate with that. And, and I love this picture of as we go out by his power, we go knowing he's transforming us to, to love as he loves. He's the one who is giving us the, the heart of love and a, a growing purity of love as we set out to do good. Did you notice the uh, little word? It's a little word, but it's a big encouragement in this phrase when he says, and may he work in us what is pleasing to him. The little word us reminds us that as we set out to by his power and with his love to do good, it's a team. We're doing this together. And the situation that we're in right now, we, we alone we can feel very inadequate and even wonder, do I have a significant part to play in helping anyone? And the reality is, church family, each of us is the part, we are a part of a sacred design called the body of Christ. And this week as I was reading through 1 Corinthians chapter 12, I was just reminded again of the miracle that God is, is doing in our midst, even today, as Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 12, 27, now you are the body of Christ and each one of you is a part of it. So we are his body here on earth and each of us plays a part 
And what's encouraging to know is God puts each of us right where he wants us to be. 12, chapter 12, verse 18 says, But in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts but one body. So our only hope of doing the good that God created us to do is together. But as each of us just do our little part, God is working in that and he does the good that, that he's desiring to do. So what is it that enables us to, to work together and, and stay together? And here it is, you guys, it's love. Love is the glue that holds us together. It, it's what Ephesians chapter 4, verse 16 says, build one another up in love. And as we do, that's how the body grows up and is strong to accomplish what God created us to accomplish. I was reminded this week, what did Jesus pray for us in John chapter 17? Remember what he prayed? It was unity. Why unity? It's because the only way we're going to do the good God's called us to do is if we're together. Each part of the body coming together so that we can be strong to do the good he's called us to do. And how do we unify? What's the secret to unity? It's love. And that's why right there in Corinthians, he, he stops talking about the gifts of the Spirit, and he says, I'm going to show you the most excellent way. In chapter 13, he goes into describing love. And he says, you know what? If I, have the, if I can speak with the tongues of men and angels, but have not love, I'm just sound, a clanging gong. I, I, if I have spiritual gifts, faith that could move mountains, but I don't have love, I'm nothing. And he says, if I do great things, do great good, give my body to be burned, but lack love, I am nothing. And then he goes on to describe what this love is. And I encourage you maybe this week just to read again and pray God would help you uh, transform you in these areas of love. He says, love is patient. Love is kind. It does not boast. It does not envy. Love doesn't keep a record of wrongs. It isn't self-seeking. And he goes on to say, love always protects and always perseveres and always hopes, always trusts. Love never fails. And he says all the other gifts, they're going to disappear. But love, um, he says, these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. And so as we set out to do good, we're praying, okay, by your power, Lord, with your love, Third reality we see in the last part of, of verse 21, as he says, May the God of peace equip you with everything for doing good, for doing his will, and may he work in us what is pleasing to him through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. And so what fuels us is a desire, a passion and a desire to do the good that he's called us to do all for his glory. As we set out to do good, it's through Jesus that we're going to do any of this good, and therefore it's his glory that we desire. Have you noticed, even in doing good, that pride can slip in and, and taint our motives? And you know, we can um, want a cut of that glory 
We, sometimes it happens in situations like we're in now as we watch others doing good and we think, wow, why didn't I think of that? I wish that was my idea. Or maybe someone's getting credit for some good that they're doing, but the good that you're doing, no one's noticing. And may I encourage you to, to just keep on. Remember Jesus washed the feet of the disciples behind closed doors. And how many times did he say, hey, don't worry about letting your good deeds be seen by others, but remember your father sees them and he will be faithful to reward you. So the calling of the day, big idea. The call to action is let's do some good. How? How do we do this good that God's called us to? It's by his power. It's with his love and it's for his glory. Now we come to the question that, that uh, how does this actually play out in our everyday lives? And what are some practical applications for this? And so just thinking through a few practical applications, first place to begin is home uh, with our family. We've God has given us a unique season here where we get to be together. And so often when we think about good, we think about doing good, you know, out there somewhere. But who are the people that God has placed closest to us and how can we do good in our own families? And it's been helpful for me to remember that every member of my family is experiencing this, the stress of this situation in a unique way. And just to seek to be awake to that and, and sensitive to that. Our family has said several times, we are in a season of EGR, extra grace required. <laughs> As we're all having our momentary meltdowns. I I'm, I'm a bit of a, I like things in order, and, and I had a moment where I, there's a closet that's just been a mess for a long time, and I just started filling up trash bags and throwing stuff away, and Tam's like, well, John, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm sick of this closet, and uh, she gave me grace. She let me throw everything away, and then she went out and pulled the things out of the trash that <laughs> needed to be saved, but uh, loving each other, and so what are the things that we can do to just uh, do good? To, to those closest to us. Let's do good to those in the realm of our faith family, our church family. It's been neat hearing our uh, ways that our small groups are connecting and just checking in on each other in creative ways, uh, doing good to each other. Last Saturday, we had a uh, uh, knock on, or heard something in our garage. I went running out thinking, what's going on? And there I saw a car in the driveway and I heard someone shout from the car, don't step down which I did to step onto a box of donuts that Brian and Amy Ellis provided for us. On the box, they were Red's Donuts, but there was the verse Psalm 121 just to encourage us. Our small group leaders love them big on us and appreciate them. Little Ruby Stewart left a note on her teacher's porch. Heidi Irvin just encouraging Mark and Heidi. Big thanks to those of you who have supported our Deacon Fund which is our fund as a church family to care for those within our church family who may happen upon financial hard times. And if you know of someone or if you are experiencing a hard time financially, please let us know. Ross Caldwell is the point person and, and we'll put you in, in touch with him. And then let's do some good in our neighborhood. Have you noticed that people are a little more talkative these days? I Just out and about, and what a great opportunity to meet neighbors and build friendships and look for opportunities to, to do good. I received an email from our neighborhood association, which I usually expect to see that email say, hey, it's time to pay dues or, or something like that. It was from Jay and Dina Rasmussen, who go to are part of our church family here at Westbridge, 
And they were just letting everyone in the neighborhood know, if you have a need, let us know. We'll go to get groceries or help you out around your house or whatever. And it was a worship moment for me, just seeing the body of Christ at work there. And then let's do some good in our community. And one practical way right now is just praying for those who are on the front lines of our, really this, this battle against this virus and our healthcare professionals. And we uh, want to be lifting them up and, and covering them in prayer. It was neat to hear how Kay Owens and a team of our ladies are sewing homemade masks, cloth masks to give to the hospitals. Around the country, people are stopping by their local hospital in the evening and leaving their car lights on and just quietly uh, praying over the, those inside who are battling the disease and helping those battle this sickness. And I thought, what a great picture of uh, if those inside would look outside and just see a parking lot where occasionally a car would come and just remind them with those shining lights, you're not alone. And we're putting up a wall of, of prayer protection over you in this time. And this is something I know Tam and I are planning to do at some point later today. We so appreciate the, the efforts of our compassion team. And they help mobilize us. John and Ann Johansson are leading this team. And John has a word for us now. Hello, church family. I'm John Johansson. My wife Ann and I help coordinate the compassion ministries at Westbridge. As Pastor John has been teaching us out of Hebrews 13 about doing good, I wanted to take a few moments and just share with you about the Compassion Team and about what our strategy is going to be over the next couple of months. So the Compassion Team exists to help you be the hands and feet of Jesus to the people that God brings into your life. We work to help Westbridge reach people who are on the fringes of our community. Psalm 116 begins, I love you, Lord, because you've heard my voice. And in this time, so many people are raising their voices, looking for hope and answers. And we have the chance as the church to capture their attention with our love, to direct their voices to the one who can answer them in a mighty way. So God calls each of us to serve with compassion, whatever our gifts or our circumstances might be. As you can see on the screen, Westbridge supports a number of compassion ministries. Many of these are focused in our local community, but we also support ministries that are statewide, national, and international. Many of our local ministries help families avoid financial crisis or emerge from a crisis stronger than they were before. Our goal is to get people to a more stable place in their lives so that the relationships that we've built up with them over time can bear spiritual fruit. There are so many other ways that you as a church are loving our community. I want to take uh, just a moment and share two ministries in particular uh, and thank you for your involvement with them. The first is our Life Steps program. This was developed at church about two years ago. We paired uh, people in need from our community with mentors and allies from Westbridge. And every week these groups got together, they talked about um, good life skills, they just did life together. And we saw people from our community find better homes, find better jobs, develop good parenting and budgeting techniques, um, and kick dangerous habits. But most importantly, we saw people from our community coming into our church every week, praying, learning from God's word with their Westbridge mentors. Another program that many of you have been involved with is Family Promise. And this is a local organization that helps us care for homeless families in our community. So four times a year, um, Family Promise brought uh, homeless families to our building. We cared for them for a week. And so many of you brought uh, meals, stayed overnight, played with their kids, 
and just loved on these uh, families. And many of these families have graduated from the program into stable, long-term housing. So if you've been involved uh, with Life Steps or Family Promise, or even if you've just prayed for us, thank you, because uh, your, your ministry has made a big difference in a lot of lives. So these ministries were important in the past, and I think they're going to be even more critical in the future. Um, if you're interested in, in ways to help our community during this time, here uh, are, are just a few ideas. I think the most important thing we can all do is to pray. So many people are waking up um, to a new reality, and uh, the normal human reaction to this reality is probably anger, fear. So let's pray that God would provide ways for us as his church to flood his community with active, hopeful, sacrificial love um, that reveals his presence among us. Let's pray that God would give energy and patience and wisdom and resources to the people who are directly caring for the neediest in our community. If, um, if you want to stay up to date on what our church is doing, uh, I encourage you to, to join a, a Facebook group called Life Steps. You'll see the address on your screen, or you can just search Facebook for Westbridge Life Steps. And we'll keep this updated with prayer needs, uh, service opportunities, and other information. If you're comfortable being active in our community over the next few months, there are many opportunities for you to serve. Um, as a church, we're focusing our efforts on hunger relief. So if you are able to serve in a, in a food pantry, if you can uh, deliver meals, if you can donate food, please get in touch with me. And uh, you can email me at compassion at westbridgedanville.com, and we will um, share some opportunities with you. Finally, I think one of the most important things we can all do is to share good information. So if you or somebody you know needs resources uh, about handling a current financial crisis, I encourage you to begin by going to a web page set up by Family Promise. You'll see the address on your screen, or you can go to familypromisehendrickscounty.org slash relief. And this web page uh, is updated almost daily with job opportunities, uh, information about uh, unemployment uh, applications, medical benefits, um, and just other crucial information during this time. Westbridge, thank you for doing good in our community. Thank you for praying for our ministries and being involved. And I'm just excited to see what God is going to do through our church in the future. Well, the greatest good that we can do is to point people to the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. As I've been working our way through Hebrews, there have been a couple verses that have just hit me really hard. They seem to just sum up the big picture. And one of those is Hebrews 9, 27, where it says, Just as people are destined once to die and after that to face judgment, so Christ was sacrificed once for all to take away the sins of many. The reality is, guys, that we will all die. And we're facing that in a, a real way. And at death, a judgment will come. Safety is found in Jesus Christ. He is our hope. He is our salvation. But if, if we die without Christ, we have no safety. And the judgment is clear. But Christ died to take away the sins of many. And He will appear a second time, not to bear sin, but to bring salvation to those who are waiting for Him. And our hope is in the coming of Christ. He was clear, we don't know the exact day and hour of His coming. But He did say that we should recognize the season. 
And when the season of His coming comes, the earth will be convulsing. There will be signs like birth pains that will be growing in their intensity. And you know, of all the times to, to be ready to share boldly, to openly profess Christ, I think this is the day. And as we're coming up on Holy Week this week and then Easter, our, our resurrection celebration, at first we were disappointed that we wouldn't be able to join together and also invite others to join with us as it's one of really our big outreaches of the year. But then we heard of an idea that the church had out in L.A. and it's spreading across our country. We have uh, churches here in Indy that are on board with this and it's called hashtag Jesus changed my life. And it's encouraging members within the church to take a video of your faith story, 60 seconds to, a, to two minutes of just a summary of how Jesus has changed your life. Share your hope and do this by His power, with His love, for His glory, and then post it in social media at some point during Holy Week and invite people to join us for our, our worship service on Sunday. And as you stop and think, what if even a hundred of us in our church family take this step the impact, the possible impact where God could take this, your story, and multiply that. This may be the greatest outreach that we've ever had as a church family. And then take this worldwide. God is at work. And what an opportunity. May I encourage you to, to do this. To, uh, on Monday, we'll send a video with some tips about how to, the practical aspects of this. But brothers and sisters, we have been born for a purpose, and God is clear on that. We've been created to praise our God, but we've also been created to do good. You say, well, how do we do this good? And it is by His power, it's with His love, and it's for His glory. We are the body of Christ. Each one of us is a part of it. You have a part to play. And He has... Uh, He's equipped you for the good works that He's given you. He's transforming you, shaping your heart with His love. And He's given you this opportunity to spend your one and only life for His glory. And it's go time. Are you ready to do some good for His glory? And so I thought it'd be good just to pray up. And if you're in a, if you're, um, I feel like, hey, we're in the gym we're getting ready to break huddle and go into this holy week with this in mind. So what if we huddle up? If you're in a family, just go ahead, huddle up. Everybody put a hand in. If you're alone, you can just put a hand in and just picture the church family huddling up and we'll pray together. Father, as we huddle as families, as we huddle as your family, we thank you for the word that you've given us today. We thank you that through Jesus, we can enter your presence and live a life of praise we thank you that you've created good works for us to do in eternity past that we could step in and join you in your redemptive work. Lord, we thank you for this unique opportunity to be alive in this season, which may be the season that you return, Lord, and to be bold in our witness, bold in our love. Lord, we, as we come into this holy week, we praise you for what you did for us on the cross. And Lord, it is through you that we have this opportunity to bring you glory. So energize us, empower us. Let us go by your power, with your love, and for your glory to do the good that you've given us to do this week. And we pray this in the powerful, powerful name of Jesus. Amen. And so together, let's all do this. On the count of, count of three, let's do some good. One, 
two, three. Let's do some good. God bless you. If you were encouraged by today's talk and believe it would be helpful for others, please be sure to subscribe or share. To experience other messages or find helpful resources, visit us online at westbridgedanville.com.